hit that intro music. Happy Friday and welcome into another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. Got a lot going on in the sports world. Uh, crazy wildcard weekend in the NFL. Some okay games and some really good games, but some great storylines overall. And we are on to the divisional round. We're breaking all that down, making my picks uh, for that. And then the golf 2024 golf season is underway this weekend with the American Express in La Quinta, California, and an exciting season there. And then some coaching changes in the NFL and college football and the NBA. It's getting hot. A lot of some trades happening. A lot of great games going on as we near the halfway all-star break. So we've been breaking all that down and more. But before we get started, make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere. You get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. And stay update with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and hopefully you're watching live on Millions.co at Burgers and Brats. So let's start with the wild card recap. Uh, so some kind of blowouts here, but I mean some overall great games. I mean great storyline with Matt Stafford heading to back to Detroit uh, and losing losing in Detroit, giving the Lions their first home playoff win in 30 years. Went four and two straight up on the weekend. I mean. Did not see Green Bay going in and winning. I, I thought they would keep it close. I did not see them going in and just dominating the Cowboys. And th- that was just bad stuff from Dallas. Uh, embarrassing from the Cowboys. Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Dak, everyone. Dan Quinn. But, um, yeah, 4-2 and two straight up. 4-2 and two against the spread this week. So, not bad overall. Uh, one game though that I didn't, I picked the Browns to go into Tex- Texas and Houston and beat them because I thought the experience would help. Turns out, doesn't matter in the playoffs anymore when your quarterback is that good. Uh, D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud uh, get the get the playoff win in Houston. So uh, Joe Flacco uh, thought they probably should have played him in the final week. I mean, he's an old man. He should have been he's been chilling around the last uh, few months, few years, just not playing. Uh, real football, so all the experience, uh, all the uh, regurgitation of playing football. Uh, he should have played last that last week, but they let him throw the ball 46 times. 307 yards, one touchdown, did have two picks, and two of those were were uh, pick sixes. C.J. Stroud, I mean, only threw the ball 21 times. He really didn't throw it any more than that. He was 11 of 16 for 236 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. In the first half, uh, they were just dominating this game with 151 uh, passer rating. So, CJ Stroud, I mean, this Houston Texans team, they're, they're here to stay. I mean, they got some weapons. Uh, they got a great head coach, great great rookie, a rookie quarterback who's slinging the rock. So, there's that. And then uh, expect them. I, I think they can give Baltimore some fits, but breaking down, that down in a second. A game that was the third coldest game in NFL history. Uh, this weekend, the Miami Dolphins head to Arrowhead in Kansas City. Chiefs win 26-7. Overall, kind of, I mean, a sloppy game, kind of boring game, but it uh, wasn't much, wasn't really snow on the field, but uh, just those weather conditions definitely slowed the pace of the game. And it uh, wasn't great football, but uh, especially if you're Miami Dolphins, Tua is now 0-5 in 45-degree and under weather. 0-5 in his career. That's just... It's hard to fathom that. Like, you're an NFL quarterback. You can't go play when it's 45 degrees outside. Really? Uh, but the Chiefs did a great job just shutting down, <clears throat> I mean, the number one, number two running uh, number two running offense 
in the league with Miami Dolphins. I mean, Mostert only had 33 rushing yards, 8 attempts. They, they didn't even really try to hand the ball off uh, as well. Uh, receiving Tyreek Hill only with 5 receptions, but 62 yards. Uh, Tua threw the ball 39 times, only 199 yards, 1 touchdown, 1 interception. So just not efficient at all. They just looked all out of sorts. And then one, one score, uh, one score defense. Couldn't get much stops against this Kansas City team, whose offense has kind of been struggling uh, recently. But, I mean, Mahomes threw it 41 times, 23-41, 262 yards. He only had one touchdown. Um, <clears throat> big big name that kept up, I mean, Rasheed Rice, 130 yards on eight receptions, one touchdown. He was the, I mean, really player of the game for the Chiefs. Uh, got them that win. Uh, I mean, is anyone going to play too well when it's a feel of negative 27 degrees? No, not really. Uh, did the refs maybe have a little bias against the Miami Dolphins? Eh, maybe, maybe uh, a few plays here and there, but uh, it is Arrowhead. See what they get next week. Um, it, Miami, 76 rushing yards. It, it was kind of weird they went away from that, which, uh, like I said, they're top two, top three in the league in rushing this year, and to just go away against that, against this Kansas City team, who's, I mean, had problems stopping the run, and, you need to run the ball when it's that cold and your quarterback can't play when it's under 50 degrees. And you're not going to win many games when you're 1 of 12 on third downs for Miami. So just everything went wrong for Miami in that one. And uh, we'll see what they go on. Mike McDaniel, I mean, he has another good year, but they fail in the playoffs. He, he, could, he could be on the hot seat. Uh, just the way they've kind of folded down the stretch as well. Got to beat some good teams. Another coach that uh, should have been on the hot seat should have been fired. Uh, this week is Mike McCarthy. I I don't know what's going on in Dallas. I don't know how you can win 12 games, 13 games every year and just lose in the first round at home. I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I don't think anything's going to be fixed until Jerry Jones is gone. I it, not, This team is just, I don't know if they're cursed or what, just they feel like they're too, too big to lose. I mean, everything's bigger in Texas, but they just feel like they're too giant to lose at home and these teams bring their A game. Uh, they, these teams have nothing to lose. Uh, they're trying to win a championship. Like you can't just uh, think that you're gonna steamroll them, even though you're eight. They were eight zero at home, and they get they were down what forty six to seventeen in this game. It was twenty seven to zero at one point. Could have been twenty seven zero at halftime. Dallas got a touchdown on the final play of the first half, but uh, it's just embarrassing for this Dallas team. They're five and thirteen since nineteen ninety six in playoff games. You're the Dallas Cowboys. It's just ridiculous. I mean, Jerry Jones keeping Jason Garrett too long, going in and getting Mike McCarthy, who had had trouble in the playoffs uh, in his time in Green Bay. And it, I just think it's a joke that they are keeping Mike McCarthy. I think uh, Jim Harbaugh said no. I, I would have thrown my bag. I would have thrown everything I had to get Jim Harbaugh to come to Dallas if I'm Jerry Jones. Either that, either Harbaugh just said flat, no, I don't want to do that. You guys are a mess, or just Jerry Jones is just as stupid as we think, or just stupid, more stupid than we think uh, he is. I, I don't know. I I don't know what's going on in Dallas. They, they need a complete change, and uh, even that quarterback. I mean, it's time. I think uh, draft a quarterback this year. You don't have a great draft pick, but I mean, there's going to be quarterbacks that uh, fall, and I mean, quarterbacks fit the system. Look at Brock Purdy. Just he fits the system in San Francisco. Get that quarterback that fits the system. But um, changes need to happen in Dallas, and it looks like they aren't. And Dallas is just going to have another great regular season and just fall at home 
uh, next year. See what Dan Quinn decides to do if he decides to leave. That's a big loss for Dallas, even though they gave up so many points, 48-32 to 32, uh, this weekend. I, that's a major loss for Dallas. So uh, it would not be a major loss if they would just say, Mike McCarthy, you're gone. So uh, rough, rough if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. It just got more rough today. Now on the opposite side, the Green Bay Packers, I mean, they've got the first or second youngest wide receiver core, one of the youngest rosters in pro sports right now, the Green Bay Packers, with their uh, with their whole core. Jordan Love, I, I've said this. I I said, I knew they would keep it close. I, I didn't think they'd go in and win. I knew that Jordan Love has been playing so damn good that they would go in and keep it close. And I'm really impressed by Jordan Love uh, the last half of the season. I mean, he went into Dallas. He only threw the ball 21 times. But he didn't need to. Uh, his offense did so much. His running game did so Aaron Jones did so much. A running game that had not been there all year. But Jordan Love, 272 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Aaron Jones, 118 yards on the ground, three touchdowns on 21 attempts. Dallas, yeah, the, these plates are inflated with Dallas and Dak. Uh, he threw the ball 60 times, 41 completions, 400 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And, yeah, they had a pick six as well. Dallas gave up. So it just – Bad overall from Dallas, and I, I think it's you gotta you gotta do something. But it looks like Jerry Jones is just too senile to see that, uh, and they're gonna stick with it and have another disappointing season next year. Uh, the other game on Sunday night, like I mentioned, Matt Stafford went into Detroit. Detroit looked for their first home win, home playoff win, in since 1993. That's been over 30 years now. Uh, since the Lions had won a home playoff game. Eminem was there. Everyone was there. Everyone was having fun in Detroit. Uh, I really did not like how Lions fans were booing Matt Stafford. We heard so much about Lions fans rooting for Matt Stafford in the Super Bowl two years ago. Now you're going to come here and boo him? I mean, he gave everything for that city. He should have left a long time ago because you guys suck. Uh, I would never want to play for the Detroit Lions with how cursed and just how awful that franchise had been run for so long. Now you got a great coach in Dan Campbell. Um, I mean, a system manager, a good quarterback in Jared Goff. But uh, it, it was it was weird. I didn't like seeing these Detroit fans booing Stafford. And Stafford came out balled out. I mean, getting hit all over the field and uh, staying in the game. 25-36, 367 yards, two touchdowns. Jared Goff. Uh, 277 yards, one touchdown. Uh, one guy that's going to be really good for the next few years, uh, maybe for the next decade or so, Puka Nakua, rookie out of BYU. He had nine receptions for 181 yards and one touchdown. That dude is going to be great. He is set. This Rams team uh, can definitely make some noise next year. They're injured a lot uh, early in the season. They're really young as well, so... This Rams team can make some noise in the next few years, especially if Matt Stafford stays healthy, which uh, he's coming back to the Rams, and Sean McVay's not losing the step. So I uh, see this Rams team being pretty good, but they get they ultimately lose to Detroit. And uh, Detroit, uh, they, they have a tough battle this week, but um, uh, I don't see them making the Super Bowl over the 49ers. If the 49ers make it, uh, I think uh, Lions probably the second-best team in the NFC right now. But, uh, yeah, so... We'll see what happens. And then final, uh, the final two games on Monday. How about Baker Mayfield uh, leading them over, leading the Tampa Bucks uh, to a 32 to nine win over the crumbling Eagles. I mean, the Eagles started 10 and one. They lost uh, six of their last seven. Tampa Bay has looked really good. They're four and seven at one point. 
So this Baker-led Tampa Bay team has looked really good the last few weeks, and uh, they got their fourth playoff win in the last uh, couple years, which is, uh, I think, third among teams in the NFL. So uh, this Tampa Bay team can put up some points. Like I've been saying, I picked Tampa Bay in this one. Uh, I I knew that Baker could lead a team to get some points. I just didn't know how this Tampa Bay defense would slow down this Eagles offense. And it, this, this Tampa Bay team can score with Detroit next week. And Eagles on the other side, I don't know officially about Jason Kelsey. He hasn't come out and officially said if he's retiring or not. But I think they got to keep Jalen Hurts under the center. I, you got to trade A.J. Brown. He's just a cancer for this for that locker room. Nick Sirianni, uh, I could go either way about keeping him or getting rid of him. I mean, you really can't start 10-1, though, and lose. I mean, lose home field and lose the first round in the playoffs. So I, I could ultimately lean towards firing him. And then Buffalo and Detroit. Buffalo getting the massive win, uh, 31-17 over Pitt. Uh, Buffalo looked pretty much in control in this one. Like I said, run Josh Allen. And if you run Josh Allen, you'll get wins. And Mike Tomlin uh, is staying with Pittsburgh for another year. A lot of Pittsburgh fans not happy about that one. But uh, uh, Detroit or Pittsburgh hasn't won a playoff game in, I believe, seven years now. So uh, this could be Tomlin's last year in the NFL. In the end, coaching in the NFL, at least in Pittsburgh, but uh, Buffalo look really good. That they are the hottest team in football right now. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, phenomenal looking right now, and they bring they bring home the Chiefs uh, next weekend. All right, uh, let's move into some other coaching or some other sports headlines before we break down the divisional round. We break down the divisional round uh, towards the end, but uh, staying uh, staying in the NFL. Uh, Belichick interviews with Atlanta, and so did Jim Harbaugh this week. So uh, that'd be pretty interesting seeing uh, Belichick in Atlanta. See, bring in. Don't think he'd want to keep Ritter there, but uh, got some young pieces, and I think you can, you're in a, not a great division, so you can definitely win some games and get that uh, ultimate all-time winning uh, amount of wins uh, that he's uh, show so so desperately wants. Uh, Harbaugh, I think, would be a. a I don't know if Harbaugh would want to go there. I'm, I'd rather go to the Chargers, the Bears, or uh, I guess not Dallas anymore. Maybe the Eagles if they open up. But uh, those are some coaching uh, news there. Uh, Harbaugh also interviewed with the Chargers. So uh, that's the favorite right now in Vegas for Harbaugh to land in L.A. Uh, Cam Ward officially pulls out of the NFL draft after declaring it last week, and he is heading to Miami. Nothing good happens in Miami uh, with these players anymore. So don't expect him to, I mean, lead them really anywhere. Uh, Miami's been getting a top 10 class for the last decade. They haven't done much with it. I do like Cam Ward, though, but I uh, don't expect maybe they can compete for the ACC. I don't know. Uh, maybe not. Caleb Williams officially declares for the NFL draft the number one, uh, presumed uh, number one overall pick, and see what Chicago does with that. I think they should trade that away and keep Justin Fields or. Trade Justin Fields for a top 10 pick and take Caleb Williams. Those are pretty much your only two options. Um, Jed uh, Jed Fish is the next head coach at Washington. Uh, he is taking a seven-year, $7.75 per year, a million dollars per year. I, I really don't understand this one. I think uh, Miami, or I think Arizona was looking like a really good uptrend. Like They could compete in the Big 12. I think they would be a top three, top, definitely top five team in the Big 12 next year with your, I mean, your freshman quarterback, good wide receiver, great running back. 
Uh, I know you're getting paid a lot more, but Washington's losing every single buddy, every single person like associated with Washington is leaving that team. So I didn't really understand that one besides uh, a little bit more money. But uh, competing-wise, I like Arizona's chances better in the Big 12 than Washington's in the Big 10. And then, of course, the biggest news of uh, the college football world is uh, – I always get always Callen Kalen. Uh, I always mix it up, but uh, DeBoer becomes the next Alabama head coach. So this not surprising, a little surprising, but not too much. I mean, he is the hottest coach in football right now. I mean, he's been he all he does is win wherever he goes. Uh, I don't know if they if Bama wanted a splashier hire. I mean, like a uh, they could they. It's Alabama. You thought they would have more pool. Maybe this was a little desperate uh, for their, their fans' feel. I think it's a good hire. I don't know how well it'll fit uh, down in the SEC in the South. I mean, it was NAIA uh, now and then at Washington. But, I mean, he all he does, I mean, he inherited a 4-8 and eight team at Washington. That following year, in, 20, in 2022, they go 11-2. and two. And then this year, they go 14 14- and won and losing the national championship, and they they beat. Uh, he is Owen Eric. He is five and zero against Dan Lanning and Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, the boy is five and zero in his career against Steve Sarkeesian and Dan Lanning. So those were some of the other two big names that Alabama could have got. If Bama's job opened last year, I think Steve Sarkeesian could have gone to Alabama. I don't think so. After you go to the playoff, you can't really leave Texas with what they're building down there. And then uh, Dan Lanning also, I mean, before he got that Oregon job. But they're, they're set up in Oregon as well. Uh, DeBoer began in the NAIA at Sioux Falls, went 67-3. and 67-3, 12-6 uh, at Fresno State. No one was at Fresno State. All-time. In his coaching career, he is 104 with 12 losses. 12 losses, that's it, in his career. Uh, now, four, four seasons as a Division One coach, and now in the daddy of them all, the SEC. So he's gonna, we're going to figure out just how well this is a guy can coach in Southeastern Conference football. We going to see. Uh, it should be fun. I think, I think, I think he's going to do good. I don't think they're going to be – they're going to lose one or two games they shouldn't for sure. They're losing a lot of guys in the portal. I, that is that is going to hurt big time, and uh, there's still going to be guys that are going to declare that they're leaving. But uh, I think they can be okay. I don't think they're going to be competing for national championships every year. But uh, they're definitely going to be in the mix. Uh, I mean, 12 teams now, so uh, they're definitely going to be in that mix and some major bowl games. But – uh, I, I think a decent hire. We're going to see, but I think good for Alabama and DeBoer. It was good to get someone in early, but maybe not. Maybe it doesn't matter because everyone's still leaving the Crimson Tide. All right, and then the American Express uh, in La Quinta, California. Rom, John Rom is defending champion. He will not be there as he defected to uh, the Saudi-backed Live League, uh, even though he said that uh, money wouldn't change anything and he would never go. Still went. Uh, everyone is back now for 2024. Uh, we spent the last two weeks in Hawaii, and uh, I'm so excited for this season. should be really fun. So he was ready to go. Uh, Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler is the favorite. He had a 36-hole lead last week at the Sunny Open. 
but ended up falling down the stretch, tight or top five finish. So, uh, Minwoo Lee and Justin Thomas make their debut this week. So, pretty much everyone else though has played a few rounds and looked pretty good. Uh, some big names uh, top of these leaderboards. Uh, some of my predictions for this week, I think uh, overrated. Uh, I think Patrick Cantley, he's second in the odds for this week. I, I think he's a little overrated. Um, see him kind of falling. He, he's kind of hit or miss on some of these tournaments. Uh, Eric Cole, I don't think we'll have a great weekend. JT Poston, who's kind of up there. And then uh, Shane Lowry, who's got pretty good odds. And then me, Willie, first, first weekend back, uh, it's going to be a little tough. I mean, you're playing at three different courses uh, this weekend, so uh, all hard, especially when you're just coming back for the season. Uh, I think underrated, uh, Sunjay M. Uh, I love what I'm seeing from Sunjay M the last few years, and he's uh, the last four times he's been here, he's had a top 12 finish every single time. Uh, Jason Day, who's uh, been in some of these tournaments the last uh, few weeks, has been top of the leaderboard. I think he'll have a big weekend. Uh, Ricky Fowler, who's 40 to 1 odds. Those are some really good odds. Uh, hop in to uh, Ricky Fowler, but never forget when he sold the, the Ryder Cup to the Europeans. Don't don't forget that. Uh, gave him that putt, and then sold sold out, sold out. But I think he's going to be underrated this weekend. And then Cam Davis, uh, for sure. So uh, kind of some of my underrated, overrated players. I think top five finish. I'm Scotty Scheffler is going to be up there. Jordan Spieth. Um, Xander Shoffley. Uh, so the, the, I think those guys are a firm top five, top ten finish. Uh, the NBA, uh, we are getting to the halfway point. I mean, we're almost there. Uh, another month or so. We got some really surprising teams at the top of these leaderboards. Uh, we had some great games. We had Philadelphia and Denver played the other night. And B dropped 42. Nikola Jokic had a triple-double. And he had a triple-double with just offensive rebounds. If you didn't count the defense rebounds, Jokic had a triple-double with just offensive rebounds as well. He had the Clippers uh, beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are a top-two, top-one seed in the West. Uh, Paul George, PG-13, had a season-high 38. Uh, the Lakers have gone back-to-back -back wins, beating the Thunder. And then the Dallas Mavericks. So they, they're getting hot again. They're looking good. Uh, some of you, uh, uh, it's wide open this year. I, I, Celtics though, uh, they're dominating the East, thirty-two and nine. They got a four-game lead over the two-seeded Bucks, uh, followed by the Sixers, Cavs at four, and then rounding out the top six, you got the Heat and the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers just made a huge trade, getting Pascal Siakam, Siakam, and a second-round pick, but they gave up a lot for this. Uh, they gave up. Bruce Brown, who is a, a great player, can definitely help. Uh, Kira Lewis, Jordan Nora, and then three first-round picks. Three first-round picks as well. So, honestly, I, I think the Raptors, I mean, the long-term, uh, definitely the long-term, uh, they win this trade. Pacers, uh, this will help at least secure them, I think, in the top six where they don't have to do the play-in tournament. They're still eight and a half games back from the first seed, and uh, it, it's going to be, <clears throat> I mean, I really see, and the Knicks at seven seed, I, I probably see those seven teams as the ones that uh, stay in the bubble of uh, not making the play, not having to play in the play-in. 
uh, kind of between the see what the Cavs do, but the Heat, Pacers, Knicks, see how that goes. But I mean, eight you got the Magic, nine Bulls, ten Nets, Hawks coming out at number eleven, Raptors at twelve. So uh, those teams are fighting for the bubble. See what Ice Trey does in Atlanta, but East uh, pretty open on um, on the in tournament on the bubble, all that kind of stuff. So. Not, not as many dominant teams in the East as, I mean, just how comparatively it is to the West, where uh, 1 through 11 are separated by 9.5 games. It, I mean, 1 through 6, 1 through 7, 6 games. So it, it's super close in the West. Uh, really surprising, actually, the Timberwolves lead the West 29-11. to Thunder, second. Thunder and Nuggets are tied at in the in the 2 spot. Followed by the Clippers, Mavs, and then six-seeded Pelicans. See how long that lasts. See how Zion and Ingram and uh, the Pelicans kind of hold their own. Seeing this team kind of collapse in recent years. And then a team that everyone thought was going to be really good, the Kings, coming in at number seven. Suns just haven't played each other, played with each other. And then the Jazz at nine, Lakers at ten. Lakers got to figure out. They have to make trades. Uh, they have to do something at the trade deadline. I mean, sustaining LeBron at whatever 25 points a game um it's just you just can't keep doing that uh he's he's getting old he's getting old but yeah 25 points a game seven rebounds uh seven and a half assists so this man is still doing it all for the lakers ad been stepping up but uh needs need a little more help for the lakers and the warriors just 12 seed they are falling apart uh up and they are falling apart in uh, Splash Town, so it's fun to see. That is good to see. Golden State's uh, just just falling apart, not making the playoffs. Splash Brothers being gone. No more Steph Curry in the finals. I'm loving it. I'm loving what I'm seeing. And then, uh, so yeah, that that's kind of the NBA standings right now. Kind of a month or so out from the All Star or from the yeah from the All Star weekend. So excited for it. All right. Before, we get, before I make my divisional round picks in the NFL, let's move into On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care, located in Oklahoma City, or you can check them out on the web at hefnereyecare.com. 2013, 10 years ago. This is 10, I mean, or not, 11 years ago, my bad, basically. Uh, Lance Armstrong admits to doping in all seven Tour de France wins. So, yeah, it's been that long, guys. Uh, 1945, uh, or we had a lot, a lot of happen on this day for the same reason. Uh, a bunch of inaugurations, uh, three inaugurations on this day. 1945, can you guess which president FDR inaugurated to his fourth term? 1981, Ronald Reagan inaugurated in his first term. And 2009, Barack Obama inaugurated in his first term so uh, three uh, inaugurations on this day and then 2008 the goat show in my opinion breaking bad premieres on abc if you're not watching breaking bad oh you need to it, it is the greatest show i uh, love it say my name heisenberg walter white jesse pinkman crazy great show uh, gus uh, everything saul goodman amazing uh, best show uh, ever breaking bad 2008 happy birthday uh dolly parton buzz aldrin and my cousin edgar Allan poe 
happy birthday uh, on this day or happy birthday to uh, all those people that's on this day in history sponsored by hefner eye care use our virtual try on uh try on glasses or sunglasses from the comfort of your own couch at hefnereyecare.com all right nfl divisional round uh, all home teams favored in this uh this weekend there's uh, it's not as competitive i think as the last few years at least that i can remember um the spreads are huge. I mean, there's only one game that's under three. And, I mean, that's been tiering at three-point spread. So uh, we had we had two of them go to double-digit spreads. Uh, now they're back down to at least nine and a half, at least um, when I made this. We'll see if they go up or down again. But, I mean, really not expecting any close games uh, this weekend. Uh, only one favored by less than a touchdown. Or... Er, yeah, only one is uh, supposed to be decided by less than a touchdown. So it's going to be see what if Vegas knows what they're talking about uh, this week. Let's start with uh, Saturday. The, let's start with the first uh, game. Sorry. i got to check the schedule again. Wait, let me get the schedule. i got three for Saturday. All right, the first, first game, Houston at Baltimore. Uh, four seed versus one seed. Uh, maybe some snow, uh, 27 degrees, maybe some snow in Baltimore. This game is at um, 3.30 or 4.30 p.m. Eastern. 4.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Uh, Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore, 9.5 point favorite in this one. Is there going to be any rust for Baltimore? Uh, sometimes you hate being the one seed because you have to take those take those weeks off and come back out this other team just won a big game and uh, their offense is clicking their team's played in the playoffs they've got that win on their belt this year they know what to do they they know their recipe for success for this year uh, it's hard to take a few weeks off and then come back out and play uh, cj stroud and the texans they probably not made for throwing in the snow though uh, they play in a dome and they play in texas so they don't have to worry about any of that uh, Baltimore is the number one rushing offense, so that definitely helps. If the weather conditions are bad, that 100% helps Baltimore in their favor. Uh, CJ, uh, 269 yards passing per game. That's fifth in the NFL. Uh, Baltimore, they've won six of their last seven, so I mean, they're super hot. Just hope that there's no rust on there, and they, they keep that train trucking. And they've won 12, or they've gone 12 and 2 in their last 14. So uh, this Baltimore team has looked uh, really good. 12-2 and two when leading at half as well. So uh, two of the losses when they've been leading at half. Uh, three and four in one score game. So that's that's their problem. They, they can't blow these teams out, and they become, they go three and four. Uh, they have a losing record. They, they don't know how to uh, clutch it out and uh, get those close knotted wins. Uh, CJ... Uh, he's got 400 more passing yards, but Lamar one more touch passing touchdown through the season. Lamar's also got five more rushing touchdowns than C.J. Stroud. Uh, Lamar is also leading rusher, averaging 5.7 yards per play on this Baltimore offense, which is ranked number sixth uh, overall. Uh, defense also number six. So this team is set. I mean, this Baltimore team is really good on both sides, uh, top six in offense and defense. It's going to be fun watching the Texas passing offense versus the Ravens defense. 
and the Raven, Ru Raven Rush versus the Texans' uh, rush defense because uh, those are going to be some good battles, kind of uh, good guys against each other. Uh, Baltimore, the like I've said, they've been really good. They've only got four losses, but three of them have been at home. Three three of the losses at home. Texans, four and four on the road. Now, I, I really do like this Texans team. I, I think I think they're they're going to be set. Um, yes, he is shot as a baller. I don't know what the conditions are going to be. It could it could be bad, which favors Baltimore a lot. Now, I really like this Baltimore team. I, I know Lamar and Baltimore have not been great in the playoffs as of recently. I it's got to change this year, or they're going to have that stigma. Lamar's going to have that stigma for the rest of his career. And it's going to be hard to pick them, and it's going to be in his head when it comes to the playoffs. But I think Baltimore gets it done. 31-27. Uh, we'll go not too bad of weather. The field will be clean, but 31-27 uh, Baltimore uh, over the Texans. All right, and then Saturday night, we got uh, the number 7 Green Bay Packers versus at the number 1 San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco also a 9.5-point favorite in this one. This game is Saturday 8.15 p.m. on Fox. Uh, this game could be rainy, but 60s, so no snow for either of those teams. Uh, a little, maybe a little rain. This is an annual playoff matchup, and we love seeing this game in the playoffs. It, it's super fun. And with what we saw with this offense, putting up 40, 48 points in Dallas last week against the number uh, top five offense, or top five defense in the league in the Dallas Cowboys, I, I expect this Green Bay team to give San Francisco fits. I mean, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco is a top ten defense, and they've given up, they can give up some points. Uh, Bryce Young or Jordan Love, sorry, <laughs> Jordan Love, way different quarterback uh, for the season. Uh, Jordan Love, you got these really young receivers. We'll see how they step up against a really solid San Francisco defense. See if they're intimidated at all. And like I said, the rust. Is there going to be any rust for this 49ers team uh, having a week off? I'm, well, they really had two weeks off. They didn't play anyone in their final week. And uh, see, this Green Bay team nearly put up 50 on the road. So uh, they're going to be coming in hot. Uh, there's no fear, and they have much more confidence, especially a young quarterback, and this coaching staff has a lot of confidence going in. Uh, both quarterbacks are really identical on the season, though. Really, both 4,200 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 11 turnovers. So both these quarterbacks, even though we call Brock Purdy a system quarterback and we're giving a lot of love to Jordan Love, I, I, I think both these quarterbacks are really good. I, I think Brock Purdy gets a lot of hate that's not warranted. You just have to have a good quarterback to go in and fit the system. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk both have 1,000 yards on the season, so there are so many playmakers for this 49ers team. And who's getting them the ball? Uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, Green Bay, uh, they, they've got their playmakers as well, just super young. San Francisco is number two offense in the league. So they've got top ten offense and defense. Uh, they're 14th against the pass, though, the San Francisco team is. Jo Jordan Love, spread the love, uh, get those open passing lanes, get some touchdowns. If you have zero interceptions, I think you're in for a really close game and could ultimately go in and uh, – Maybe, maybe win. I mean, I mean, maybe you have a perfect game. Uh, slice it and dice it. Uh, score multiple touchdowns through the air. I think there's a chance, but uh, and he's he's got the confidence now. Uh, Green Bay though, 28th against the rush, at giving up 128 yards uh, per game. That is not a good recipe for success if you're going against Christian McCaffrey because he is going to 
He's gonna run up. He's gonna run the ball up you. He's gonna run it up you. I see a lot of points in this game. Uh, I I do. Uh, San Francisco. I think they're the most dominant team in the NFL right now. They're the la- they're the most dominating team left in the playoffs. But uh, Love can dice it. Um, and San Francisco is rusty. It could be close. See how the rain affects it. But that 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 helps San Francisco as well. Need a big game from Aaron Jones again. I uh, didn't know. Don't know if he can go twice, but uh, you go two big games, another big game for him. This game could definitely be uh, undecided late in the fourth. But I think San Francisco gets the win. I, th- I think it's closer than the than the spread. I'll go twenty eight to twenty four, San Francisco. But I-, I think overall should be a good game. I don't think I think nine and a half is a lot there. All right, Saturday or Sunday, Sunday at three p.m. Eastern on NBC. You got the number four seeded Tampa Bay Bucks, who many did not think would be there, or the number three seeded Detroit uh, Detroit Lions, who people did not think would be there. Two two former overall number one, two former number one overall quarterbacks uh, playing each other in the playoffs. Uh, there are actually two of only five quarterbacks in NFL history with playoff wins with different teams. So yeah, two of five in history uh, with playoff wins uh, with different teams. So pretty remarkable stat there. Uh, this is the only dome game, and or, and they are ecstatic about that. Uh, they're super happy because uh, it'd be freezing in Detroit and Tampa Bay. This definitely helps them out because uh, they play in warmer weather, and we saw how good they played when it was a little warmer down in Tampa this past weekend. Uh, this is the second lowest spread. Uh, so they're expecting this game to be a little close, and uh, it could go either way. I mean, a touchdown, uh, that's one play away. Both quarterbacks, uh, really 30 touchdowns, about 11 interceptions even on the season. Goff with actually uh, two more interceptions than Baker with 12, Baker 10. Uh, Tampa Bay, 32nd in rushing offense. I like how they found their rush offense last week against a good Eagles team. Uh, they got to sustain that, uh, keep this uh, top three uh, I mean, yeah, they're the number three offense. Detroit's number three offense in the league. Got to keep them off the field. So how to find a good ground game, help Baker as well in the passing game uh, for Tampa. Detroit, 29th against the pass. But Tampa Bay, 30th against the pass. So expect a lot of, a lot of, a lot of yards for both these quarterbacks this week. Uh, both teams have scored 30-plus in three of their last five games. I expect it to be loud in Detroit. I mean, they were super loud. Uh, Eminem was out there, and everyone, every other superstar from Detroit was at that game. And expect them, uh, maybe not as much energy because it was Stafford they were facing last week, but uh, still enough because this is a trip to the NFC Championship and uh, could be home field uh, if San Francisco loses. Uh, Tampa Bay, they they won last week. I didn't see Mike Evans involved that much, so uh, if. They have to bring in Mike Evans, I think, to uh, securely dominate this game and uh, to, to at least have a chance. I think Mike Evans has to be more involved. I like Godwin. I like how he got all these other young young wide receivers involved. Baker Mayfield did, but you have to have Mike Evans get the ball uh, for sure. And then Detroit, Montgomery, and St. Brown, ballers, uh, run game, pass game, both of them have over 1,000 yards on the season. Detroit's getting 400 yards per game. That is a lot in the NFL. I expect lots of offenses. I think Baker will bake. I want to pick Tampa as my upset pick. I always usually have my upset pick. But I, I'm going to go Detroit in this one. But I really can see 
Tampa Bay going in and getting a win, just chip on Baker Mayfield's shoulder. Uh, but I got Detroit winning 24-21. to Luckily, it's indoors, so uh, we're going to see a good offense, and uh, that would make it way more entertaining. All right, final game for the NFL Divisional Round, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. This is obviously the lowest spread game for the weekend. This is only Buffalo by 2.5. Buffalo is only fair by 2.5 in this one. I love getting this game every year. Uh, this is the third meeting in the past four postseasons for these teams. Three times in the last four seasons we have seen this uh, in the playoffs. So that that's awesome. Uh, we, we love seeing it. This is the first time in Pat Mahomes' postseason career that's not a Super Bowl where he had to go on the road. First time in his career. So we're going to really see what he's made of when he doesn't have Arrowhead behind him. Um, it... It didn't feel pretty last week uh, for the Chiefs in the cold, but they got it done. Buffalo looked pretty good, pretty good in the cold. Uh, did have a little scare early, uh, in kind of the middle of the game, but uh, they ultimately pulled away and they looked really good. I think Buffalo is the hottest team in the floor right now. I mean, they've what, won six in a row. So Josh Allen looked phenomenal. Give, let him run the ball. I mean, a 52-yard touchdown and running the touchdown and – that you win games, like I've said, all year when Josh Allen runs the football. Uh, Buffalo did get the win in Kansas City earlier in the year, kind of that uh, offsize on the offense play call. So uh, I, I, Buffalo knows how to beat this team. They they beat them a few times, and uh, you already won this year. So you have a lot of confidence you can do again, and they're coming to your place. They're coming to your home. I don't think the weather – uh, no snow, I don't think they're getting some this week, but shouldn't be impact for the game. Kansas uh, City, no playmaker, has over 1,000 yards. Well, uh, Cook and Diggs have over 1,000 on the ground and receiving for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, both top 10 in offense and defenses. Uh, Buffalo rushing attack, you got to take advantage early against this Kansas City's bad rushing defense um, with Cook and Josh Allen. Both only two, or Kansas City's, uh, only two losses on the road this year, and Buffalo only two losses at home. So uh, both should be a recipe for success for how well both these teams will play this weekend. Uh, these are two of the top three quarterbacks in the league, really. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, both 500 and one-score games, so it, it definitely will be a one-score game. Just see who gets the ball last and who can make uh, the lasting the play the most clutch play. Uh, to bring it home. Uh, this is going to be a franchise-defining win. Uh, Kansas City gets it. I mean, they they have to go on the road uh, probably to Baltimore and play, but, I mean, going looking for another trip to the Super Bowl, uh, another AFC Championship win. Buffalo, you can finally get over the hump and uh, get to a Super Bowl. I think uh, this, this this is definitely your best chance, and uh, this, is a franchise, this will be a franchise-defining win for one of these teams. I think it's Buffalo getting the win 26-24 over Kansas City. Just haven't liked what I've seen from Kansas City much of the year. I don't think much changes. Uh, they might in the playoffs because, I mean, uh, this team knows I don't want it in the playoffs. Championship DNA, but going Buffalo in this one. All right, let me know your picks for the divisional round, but those are my picks for this weekend. Going to be excited. Should be, should be much better games than the wild card weekend. All right, let's move into the final segment. Home share my burger and brought with. Uh, aviation. And 2023 was the safest year in aviation history. I mean, there's tens of thousands of flights per day. There were zero 
zero fatal crashes on the commercial airlines uh, all around the world. Uh, obviously, some sm several small plane crashes, but no major airline. Um, and there's 100,000 flights uh, per day in, that include passenger, cargo, and military flights. So uh, 2023, 2023, the safest year ever in uh, aviation history um even even fatality risk on board an aircraft uh, just on board uh, we have all the uh, mechanical electronic stuff only two deaths this year uh, from a machine or technical malfunctions on board only two of uh, the entire year in 2023 and then since 2019 there have been no fatal commercial airline crashes uh, and over the last 10 years uh, there have only been 14 fatalities in crashes. Uh, only 14 people have lost their lives in the last 10 years in in crashes. So your chances down a plane crash is 1 in 11 million, and that could be even greater uh, coming in the next few years uh, as aviation just keeps getting safer and safer. Uh, so don't be scared to fly. Uh, you don't need to chug those drinks or take that zanny. Uh, just be safe. Your pilot's got you, and the... Uh, major the bus of steel uh flam flammables and everything it's safe <laughs> so all right everyone thank you all for listening uh make sure to check out the podcast on any platform any streaming service anywhere get your podcast at burgers and brats check out the latest podcast uh check out the latest updates on instagram twitter youtube and millions.co at burgers and brats so enjoy the visual round weekend uh, thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.